When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Payne Podcast, Monday, May 15th. How about that? 2023, the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Bye. I need a discount tired. Of course, our good friends at DraftKings. Don't forget, this coming Friday, an extravaganza at the Hackensack Brewing Company. My old partner, the one and only, the incomparable, the man, the myth, the legend, Sidney Arthur Rosenberg, will uh, join us at the uh, Brewing Company. Should be a rip-roarer. Check it out. About 7.30 or so on uh, Friday night, this Friday, May 19th. Beningo and Rosenberg together again back on the bobblehead. All right. So where do we start? Let's start Let's start with the Knicks. It is season over. They lose game, uh, game six Friday night to Miami. A tough 96-92 loss, of course, the brilliant performance by Jalen Brunson, 41 points, the whole deal. You know, I've heard a lot of different things about the state of the Knicks right now, okay? And right now, I mean, let's be real. After what we saw for basically the better part of almost the last, well, certainly 20 years, okay, going all the way back to, you know, we'll say the 2001 season when Jeff Van Gundy was the coach and eventually left. So we're looking at 22 years you got to be pretty happy where this team is right now. I mean, I mean, let's be honest about it. Really. I think Leon Rose has done a terrific job. I think Tom Thibodeau, okay, maybe, did he get out coached by Eric Spolster in the, in the series against the Heat? He did. But still, you know, he's done a pretty good job here in the last three years. Twice in the playoffs. They win a playoff round this year. 47 wins. Obviously, the emergence of Jalen Brunson, one of the great free agent signings in the history of Really, I think New York sports. I mean, this guy's really, nobody saw Jalen Brunson becoming, let's call it like it is, superstar player that he is. I mean, there's no question. He's one of the best point guards in the NBA, and he's clearly the undoubted leader of this basketball team, you know, the heart and soul of this team. But that's only one thing, and everybody's yelling about Julius Randle, and I agree. You know, Julius Randle, to me, you've heard what I said. He's a turnover waiting to happen. He's a bad shot. Never saw a bad shot he wouldn't take. Um, you know, as good as he's been in the regular season, he's been an all-star now two of the last three years. Yeah, he hasn't been that good in the playoffs. Is he really that number two guy that you want to Brunson's number one? But the bottom line is the Knicks, for the first time in two decades, are really set up well. Leon Rose has done a terrific job. They have 10 draft choices, 10 number one picks now over, I believe it is the next seven drafts. That's pretty good. Remember when the Knicks never had a number one pick? Remember that? Remember when the Knicks could never get out of the salary cap hell? Remember that? Remember those days? You know, right? They were like, oh, they're never getting out of the cap. Oh, you know, they had no assets. They had no nothing, if you remember those days. Well, those days are long gone. They have assets out the wazoo now. Not to mention all the young players they have, homegrown young players, okay? I want to start with R.J. Barrett. Everybody's ready to get rid of R.J. Barrett, you know? I, I, I really, well, RJ Barrett is a homegrown Nick. Okay. He's 22 years old, 22. You're going to tell me there's still not an upside for this guy. 
Yeah, I understand he had a terrible game six against Miami. I get it. But I thought he was really good in the playoffs. You know, now he's, is he an asset to trade? You know, maybe where you could trade to get a real big time star for him. I mean, if you got that, yeah, okay. But I don't want to get rid of this guy. And for everybody that was screaming, think about this too with R.J. Barrett, okay? He was the third pick in the draft behind Zion Williamson, his teammate at Duke, and Ja Morant. Well, how does that, everybody complain, oh, you know, the Knicks got the third pick. Look who the other two got. Oh, they, you know, <laughs> they wound up getting the, the short end of the stick with the third pick. Did they really? Does Zion Williamson ever play, right? Is he ever healthy? And as far as Ja Morant, we understood, he just got his second major, uh, what, what was it? The, uh, the uh, Grizzlies came out with another gun something with a gun video, whatever it was, and they wound up suspending him again, even though they're not playing. I don't know what that means. Is he suspended for half the season next year? I don't know. So all of a sudden, R.J. Barrett with the third pick in the draft don't look too damn bad. Would you rather have Zion who never plays or John Morant who, you know, who knows what his deal is? So all of a sudden, the R.J. Barrett pick doesn't look that damn bad. And he's only 22 years old. And to me, there's an upside for R.J. Barrett. There's an upside for OB Toppin. There's an upside for Emmanuel Quickly, who was almost the runner-up to the sixth man of the year award in the NBA this year. There's an upside to these guys, right? I mean, let's, there's an upside to Quentin Grimes, who showed uh, what, what he can be with that 48-minute defensive gem against Jimmy Butler in game five at the Garden last week. You know, there's an upside to these guys. There's an upside to Mitchell Robinson. There's an upside to Isaiah Hartenstein. This is a nice young team. And everybody's going crazy because Miami knocked them out and this and that and the other thing and, you know, whatever you want to say. They got a major star now in Jalen Brunson. And, look, if they can move Julius Randle, uh, hey, let's, let's do it. What can you get? But the Knicks are in very – for the first time, think about it, Nick fans, as you, you know, recover from, you know, the loss to the Heat in the playoffs. For the first time in, in two decades, this franchise is in pretty damn good shape. You got a solid head coach. You got a, a you got a, a, a really a guy who's only going to get better in Jalen Brunson. God knows how good he's going to wind up being. He's still young, okay? All these young players that you got, homegrown young players, all these assets, all these draft choices, 10 first-round picks in the next seven years. What, the state of the Knicks is pretty damn good. I mean, let's be real. Pretty damn good. And it's only going one way. It's going up. And maybe they will make some kind of a big deal this year. I don't know. Like I said, I think we all want to see Julius Randle move on. If we can get a better guy for him. I understand he's going to give you 25 and, and 11 or whatever <laughs> during the regular season. But he hasn't been that guy in the playoffs. He wasn't that guy two years ago in the, in the five-game five beatdown at the hands of the Hawks. And he certainly wasn't that guy in the, uh, what was it, 11 playoff games, the five against Cleveland and the six against Miami that they played this year. But you say whatever you want, and as you look back at the postmortem of the 22-23 season, the Knicks are in damn good shape. I mean, let's be honest about it, especially after what we've seen for all the years, you know, like I said, the better part of the last 20 years. And as far as the rest of the NBA is, we're down now to the conference finals. The Celtics just destroyed the Sixers yesterday. In Game 7 in Boston, Jason Tatum had 51 points, which I did not realize was the most points ever scored in the Game 7 in the history of the NBA. So he had a, an unbelievable game for the Celtics yesterday after he saved them in Game 6, if you remember, on Friday night in Philly when they were down three games to two going into that game. 
Tatum had only three points going into the fourth quarter and then exploded for 16 in the fourth quarter as Boston went on uh, to win that. So Boston beats Philadelphia. Philadelphia is such a, you know, give me a break about Joel Embiid, okay? You know what? I think of the Sixers. I think of Will Chamberlain. I think of Dr. J. I think of Moses Malone. I think of Allen Iverson. You know, I think of all, I don't think of Joel Embiid, okay? I mean, to me, he's the MVP of the league. He couldn't be more overrated. And there's a lot of those guys in the NBA. There's a lot of overrated players in the NBA who I think are more worried about how much money they're making than they are about winning championships. You want my feeling on it? And I think, and I think Joel Embiid's right in that thing, right there. And what's going to happen with him? Philadelphia going to get rid of him? Really? They're going to start over? Is James Harden, speaking about overrated, is James Harden going to go on now to Houston because he's a free agent? Unbelievable. So the Celtics win game seven. They will play the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Go Heat. I want to see the Heat beat. I hate Boston, okay? And I understand it's not the Celtic, you know, it's not Bill Russell and it's not Larry Bird and it's not John Havlicek and it's not Kevin McHale and it's not Sam Jones and it's not Robert Parrish. I get it, okay? I get all of that. But I still hate him. I can't stand him. I, I, I just can't. And, and and how about and I want to give credit to my basketball team here for something too, okay? The Knicks in all the playoff games at the Garden wore a white uniform. What a concept! All the Garden playoff games, right? How many? Yeah, what two? What was it? Five games at the Garden in the playoffs. They wore their home, the traditional home white uniform. The white jerseys, the white pants, the orange lettering, the orange numbers, the name on the back, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whoever called those shots for the those shots for the Knickerbockers did the right thing. Because I'm watching the Boston Philly series. Nobody's wearing white. The Celtics are wearing green at home in Boston. What the hell is that? You know, I, I can almost understand it with some of the newer, MB, you know, like if it's the Memphis Grizzlies, right? If it's the Denver Nuggets, if it's the Sacramento Kings, you know, these kind of these kind of franchises, right? You know what I mean? The Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, these kind of, you know, if these kind of teams, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, if these kind of teams want to wear dark uniforms at home, let them. But when you're talking about the traditional old school NBA teams like the Knicks and the Celtics, who I think are the two oldest teams in the league, what are the Celtics doing wearing green at home? These dumb uniforms. And they got these dumb black and green uniforms. Come on. (laughs) Bill Russell just passed away. He's rolling over with that bullshit. So I hope that I I really, and, and and this too, the Heat, give them credit, the Heat wore their white uniforms at home as well in their home games in the playoffs against the Knicks. What a concept. I hope Miami sticks it up Boston's ass. I got to tell you, I really do. I, I I have to say, look, I have to say, I have great respect for Pat Riley. You know, he hates the Celtics. I have great respect for, for Eric Spolstra. And I hope Jimmy Butler and company go in there and kick their ass. And I don't know, I guess game one will be in Boston on Tuesday, right? I'm, I'm assuming that too, because I know the, Western Conference Finals opens Tuesday in Denver between the the Nuggets and the Lakers, and obviously, okay, uh, obvious. And you know, let's be honest. You, let's be honest. You know that the TV powers that be, ABC, they want that Celtic Laker final. You know they want that. Woo! 
I'm rooting hard, Miami, Denver. Because, first of all, I hate the Celtics and I hate the Lakers. No offense to my my wonderful son-in-law, Andre, who's a big Laker fan. Good for him. I hate the goddamn Lakers. Okay, sorry, Andre. You know I do. But I think I hate the Celtics more. It's close. It's very close. The bottom line is this. How great would it be to see both the Lakers and Celtics get it up the ass, okay, and have the networks be so upset, right? How great is that to see ABC? You know, they're salivating for that. Oh, my God, the old days, the 60s, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West against Russell and Hondo, you know? Russell and Sat Sanders, Russell and Sam Jones with Tommy Heinsohn, right? Or the 80s, oh, you know, give me Kareem and Magic and Worthy against uh, Bird, McHale, and Parrish. Oh, give me that. Or even what we saw in, the, in you know, 08, 09, right? Even that one, you know, give me Garnett and Pierce and, and Ray Allen against Kobe Bryant and Pal Gasol and Lamar Odom. Give me that. No, I don't want that. Screw that. I want the networks to be crying because they got Miami and Denver. Go Jokic, all right? Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets. Go get him, baby. Jimmy Butler, as much as I can't stand you, go get him. So I'm rooting hard that there's no Laker. God knows the last thing that the world needs, right? With all the issues we have in our world right now, we don't need another issue, which is another Celtic-Laker final. We have had enough of those. But you know, you know that the powers that be, especially the networks, they're salivating Celtic-Lakers. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, Peningo. And the Oda, so I'm rooting for Miami and Denver, needless to say. But then go to the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, before I get a little bit into the Jets and, and some of the baseball, as I blow my nose here, by the way. Okay. The Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, as I mentioned, this Friday, we got one of our live podcasts. My good buddy, the incomparable, the man, the myth, the legend. The guy does everything. I mean, Sid, Sid can do it all. You know, he can bring home the bacon and he can fry it up in a pan. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Sidney Arthur Rosenberg, uh, master of all, I mean, uh, jack of all, master of none, <laughs> will join us live at the Oda Payne podcast. And you know the deal on the Hackensack Brewing Company, 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? <laughs> and, of course, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. Right behind the tombstones, peace, love, and beer. Check us out, myself and Sid Rosenberg, about 7.30 or so Friday night for our next live Oh The Pain podcast. Check out Mike Jones. Check out TJ, Andre, Herb. Check out my Oh The Pain beer, the new packaging with the Met colors for baseball. Check it out. We'll see you on Friday. And, of course, Anita Discount Tire, uh, my son Johnny, his great boss, Ari. Check them out. You need uh, tires. You need to work on your car. You need your car inspected. You don't want to go to Lodi and sit in line there. Go go to Anita Discount Tire, and they will get it done for you. Uh, they're in beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. Check it out. Right between the golf courses. Right between Valley Brook on one side and Rivervale on the other. I mean, what, what's better than that? You can literally walk to those two golf courses from the um, uh, Anita Discount Tire. But go see Johnny. Go see Ari. 
Go check them out. Tell them I sent you. And of course, DraftKings, you want to bet on the NBA Conference Finals? You want to bet on the NHL Conference Finals? Who cares? But how bet if you're a hockey fan, is there a less sexy Eastern Conference Final than the one we have now? The Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes? Where, where is the sex appeal in that? Wow. <laughs> Woo! Unless you are a fan of those two teams, I can't believe that the rating is going to be lit up or you're just a hardcore hockey guy. That, oh, man. But we give the Hurricanes credit for beating the crap out of the Devils and getting them the hell out. Thank you, Carolina, for that. Anyway, but if you want to bet on the hockey, the basketball, baseball, the PGA, Oak, Oak Hill this week, come on. The golf, the second major, all the live guys will be playing in it. I'm very excited about that. Came close. In, our, in my golf pool last week, the Byron Nelson, just outside of Fort Worth in Texas, and Jason Day won. And give Jason Day. Good to see him back winning golf tournaments. It's been five years since Jason Day won one. God bless him. His 13th PGA Tour win. Good for Jason Day. The only bad thing is that I had Siwoo Kim in my pool, and Jason Day beat him by a shot. Okay? So Siwoo Kim was right there for me. Gave me a good run. I, I, went, I lost by a by a shot there, but actually still not a bad week for me in my golf pool uh, with my buddy Tommy Keenan. And I can tell you, Tommy, if you're listening right now, I'm taking Brooks, Brooks Kepka is Beningo's pick in the PGA. He's won two PGAs already. He's won two U.S. Opens. Really probably should have won the Masters. I mean, he was leading basically for three days and then finally, <clears throat> you know, kind of crapped out in the uh, final round. John Rahm wound up beating him. And I expect a big showing, just like we saw in the Masters, by all the live golfers. I really do. I, I, You know, remember we saw in the Masters, I know John Rahm won it. He's the best golfer in the world right now. I know John Rahm won it. But remember, remember, uh, Mickelson and Kepka tied for second, and Patrick Reed was was uh, in fourth in, in, in the Masters. So you had a good showing by the guys in the live, and I expect to see that again at the PGA up in Rochester at Oak Hill. So pumped up for that. But if you want to bet that with DraftKings, whatever you want to do, uh, DraftKings, of course, is the way to go. And we thank him again for another year that we will have them uh, at the, with the upcoming NFL season. Uh, before we get on to the a little bit with the Jets here, just want to wish happy birthday to my very good buddy, J.J. John Jastrzemski. I believe he hit 35 today. I think he's 35. So congratulations to J.J. He's half my age. God bless him. And uh, he is all over the place, that's for sure. So uh, J.J., my boy, my guy, my buddy, happy birthday to you. And uh, we'll be playing golf with uh, JJ very, very soon. All right, I, I got it. So I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching Sports Night this morning, right? As I do every morning on SNY, right? And they got this commercial for the Jets, right? And and you don't know in the beginning it's the Jets, and all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing like this, this like dramatic music, you know, like you know, like maybe the president's coming in the in the limo, you know, in the Beast or something like that, you know. You know, a real president, we'll leave it at that, <clears throat> coming in the beast, you know. And uh, no, but and you see this plane landing like on a tarmac. Next thing you know, you see like Joe Douglas, you know, he's sitting there and just like, you know, very like uh, serious pose. Then you see Sala. Then the next thing you see Aaron Rodgers, he's holding like this little, you know, that thing when they say take one, take two type thing, right? So they're having like some documentary I guess on, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming here. You know what? How long are we going to milk this? This freaking team better win, okay? 
There is no guy. This is all wonderful and it's all sunshine and light right now. Okay. And I, look, am I am I happy we got Rob? Of course I'm happy we got Rogers. But now it's the glitz and the glamour goes right out the freaking window if this team don't win. And they don't exactly have a cake, a cream puff, uh, excuse me, that's cream puff schedule to start the year. This team better be four and two going into their bye week in week seven. They open with the Bills at home, a game you have to win. Monday night football at home, opener, Rodgers here, MetLife. You got to win that game. Division game. You got to beat Buffalo right off the bat. They're a, I don't want to hear it. If they lose that game, it's a bad loss. I don't care how it plays out. You can't lose the Buffalo opening night. Week two, you go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Another decent team. Playoff team, right? Very good team. Won 12 games last year, right? That's a 425 Sunday afternoon game, week two. Week three, guess who comes to dinner? (laughs) Belichick and the evil empire, okay? One o'clock start at MetLife. You have to win that game. There is no, no, no gray area. We've lost 14 consecutive games to those bastards, okay? Belichick holds this again in the draft. We know what happened there with that trade with Pittsburgh. It is time to beat the shit out of them. No, really, there's no other way to say it. Beat the proverbial crap out of the Patriots. So that's game three. They better win that game. Must win game. Sorry, must effing win game. Then week four, okay? How about this one? Guess who comes to dinner for that one? Sunday night football, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and company, Travis Kelsey come to town. Andy Reid, all right? Whatever. That's week four. Week five, we go to Denver to play the Broncos. Now, we beat the Broncos in Denver last year, but it was a costly win because we lost both Brees Hall and and AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker, for the year in that game. And that certainly came back to bite us, let's be honest. But the Broncos are going to be better. You know, you got to, first of all, Sean Payton's the coach now. So immediately they've upgraded. Remember, the coach last year was Nathaniel Hackett, who's now our offensive coordinator, but fine. Right? He's tight with Rod. Rodgers will be the offensive coordinator. Hackett's along for the ride. But they got Sean Payton as the coach. You got to believe Russell Wilson's going to be better than it was last year. So that's not going to be any layup. And then week six before the bye, the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending NFC champions at home. And remember this, Jet fans, it's not a game we have to win. We have never, and I underline the word never, let me do it six times, ever, ever, ever in our history beaten the Eagles 0-12 all time. The only team in the history of the league we've never beaten. It, you think it's time now? You think it's time to beat them now? What do you think? So those are our first six games of the year, okay? Four of them are at home. Tough tough schedule, of course. Four and two. I don't want to hear three and three. I've heard some people say they take two and four. What? What are you, nuts? Two and four? What, is Zach Wilson the quarterback? (laughs) Two and four is not acceptable. Three and three is not acceptable. I want four and two minimum. And... Absolutely, you have to win the two division games, and it would be nice to beat the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. So any Jet fan out there that's satisfied with two and four, okay, I won't mention any names, or three and three, give me a goddamn break. 
this team has to win, and they got to win big. There's no gray area here with the Jets this year. And they can give you all the glitz and the glamour and a TV show and a documentary and let's go left to go right and look at this and Woody's on the plane with, with, with Rodgers and Sal is in the black hole with Rodgers. No, 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 no. It's time now to win, 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 all right? <laughs> Nothing less than a division title and a home playoff win. That's it. That is the minimum that I will accept to have a successful season this year with my New York Jets. So don't forget to watch episode one of the documentary of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, okay? You don't want to miss that. They better freaking win this year. All right, Benigo, the Oda Payne podcast. Hey, the Mets uh, uh, split a doubleheader yesterday with the Washington Nationals. Max Scherzer looked good. I got to say this. Scherzer had a solid five innings, right? Gave up only one run. I think he struck out six. Mets wound up with an eight-run inning to, to win the game, eight to two over Washington. Now you got to go out there to one game under 500 at 20 and 21, right? They're not buried yet. Now you got to go out there and beat. They, they got a wraparound four-game series. They play this afternoon at 4 o'clock in, in D.C. Can we win this game, please? Can we take three out of four? Because guess who comes to dinner this week? The Tampa Bay Rays, only the best team in baseball. Fresh you off their split of their four-game series with the Yankees at the stadium as uh, Tampa won yesterday 8-7. to seven. Split that four-game series with the Yankees. So the best team in baseball is coming. I guess, I guess is Verlander pitching Tuesday? I would think so. Who's pitching today? Senga? Oh, no, no. You know who's pitching today? Peterson. Uh, he stinks. Let's be honest. Peterson's <laughs> terrible. He's terrible. And I have screamed about this, too. Can we get these guys? Can we get Mauricio and Vientos up here, please, now? Can we please? Can we get ready to get all Mays and the Escobars? You know, Marte had a couple hit, big hits yesterday. Didn't exactly kill the ball, but he had a couple big hits, drove in a couple runs. But this team's got to go on a little bit of a roll now. And I need to take three out of four from the lousy Washington Nationals. And by the way, can I say this? I gotta tell you, I loved, I loved the pink decor. Yesterday that the Mets had that hat, the Mets hat, I mean, I got to find me one of these or at least a golf hat like that, you know, like with the white, the white hat with the pink. That's that's nice. You know, I got a lot of pink golf shirts. I mean, we look good. We look good on me. The satorial splendor that I, you know, always have myself in. You know what I mean? (laughs) As I try to be like a fashionista fashion plate on a golf course. I do. And, And my mantra always is this. If you can't play good, you might as well look good. Right? You might as well look like you can play. You know, now I wouldn't go out there like, you know, with knickers or anything like that. Because, you know, you got you to really, you know, like Payne, the late, great Payne Stewart, you, know, you got to be able to really play. But I would never wear knickers anyway. Maybe the Duke would wear knickers, not me. <laughs> I could see that. No? Even if it was the late, great Payne Stewart, then you'd consider it. Yeah. I think I seen Ricky Fowler wear knickers too, didn't he? I think Ricky's warm. I think Ricky wore him once. But Ricky, can, you know, he's 30 years old. He can get away with it, yeah. you know. But Ingo at 78 wearing knickers, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's get nuts. But I do try to be, you know, very, um, you know, very fashion conscious on the golf course, right? Like if I'm wearing my yellow decor, I'll wear my yellow socks. Like today I'm going to be wearing like a little orange feel. So that's not an orange peel. That's a feel. And <laughs> and I may go with the orange. So we'll, we'll see today. It's supposed to be another beautiful day. Oh boy, as the weather's really oh my god, I'm not going. Thank you. 
Eddie Floyd, knock on wood. I'm gonna knock on wood, baby. Sorry. Sorry for all the singing today. But anyway, the Mets need to close out. <coughs> I'm dying here. That is near. The Mets need to close out and take three out of four against the Washington Nationals uh, and wrap it up today. I don't have a lot of confidence in, in David Peterson, but maybe they can put some numbers on the board, maybe get a nice eight spot again today and, um, you know, keep that ball rolling as we uh, as we go forward. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. And I will say this. Now that all the winter sports teams are gone, the Rangers are gone, the Islanders are gone, the Devils are gone, the Knicks are gone, the Nets are gone. They all made the playoffs, but they're all gone, all of them. Now the focus is squarely on the two baseball teams. The Yankees right now, not in bad shape. What are they, 23 and 19, I think the record is, but still in last place in the absolutely brutal American League East, as I said, after they split those four games with Tampa. And I think the Mets are like six or seven behind Atlanta at 20 and 21 in the National League East. So summer is here, and the time is right for dancing in the streets, but the time is also right for baseball now. So the focus now, and obviously the two football teams, we're going to, as we go into the summer, there's going to be all the hoopla right now, Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be an expectation level on the Giants as well, coming off their playoff year and all of that. They got a tough schedule. They play seven of their first 10 on the road and open with the Cowboys at home. And then they go to Arizona. Then they got to turn around on a Thursday night and play the Niners in San Francisco. Not easy. but uh, And don't forget, the week after the Jets buy, week seven, week eight, Jets, Giants, and the Giants are the home team at MetLife. And that's another game the Jets have to win. You can't be losing to the freaking Giants. But anyway, everybody, have a great week. We will see you Friday, 7.30, with Sidney Arthur Rosenberg at the Hackensack Brewing Company for our next live podcast. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy whatever you're enjoying. And everybody, all the love.